1: Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to another special Ukraine War Report and episode 162. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Putin's Russian forces continue to target civilians and Ukraine continues to stand strong. But more and more people are dying and more and more children are dying. Now is a time to stay vigilant.
0: There are more than 300,000 people are still in Mariupol. They don't have food. They don't have water. Children, three children, I know, I know it, uh, it's really, it's really true. Three children uh, died from dehydration. You know, in the 21st century, children are dying from dehydration in my, in my city.
1: It's the 21st century. Children are dying from dehydration in my city. It's a brave woman named Victoria that had just escaped Mariupol talking to Rachel Burden from the BBC. That's the reality of war in Ukraine right now. It's a reality continuing to unfold as you listen to this podcast. It's a reality that has shocked, horrified, and outraged people across the globe and across America. And across America, more and more people becoming more than just shocked horrified and outraged more and more people are becoming active like we used to say on this show a lot if you're not angry you're not paying attention but being angry is never enough every one of us can turn our righteous anger into positive impact and it's happening all around the globe it's not enough especially for the kids in Mariupol dying of dehydration right now and across Ukraine but it's necessary that action is necessary especially now because like never ever before stakes is high you know the stakes is high, high, high. Them stakes is high.
0: high, high. talking about
1: Stakes is high, higher than ever, especially if you're in Ukraine. But even if you're not in Ukraine, but if you're in support of NATO, which is in support of Ukraine, you probably didn't even see this. Four U.S. Marines were killed this week when their Osprey aircraft crashed in a Norwegian town in the Arctic Circle during a NATO exercise. Four Marines, based at a Marine Corps air station, New River in North Carolina, were killed on Friday when their MV-22 Osprey crashed under stormy weather conditions in northern Norway. The Marines, all with Medium Tilt Rotor Squadron 261, were Captain Matthew Tomkowitz, age 27, of Fort Wayne, Indiana, Captain Ross Reynolds, 27, of Lowminster, Massachusetts, Gunnery Sergeant James Speedy, 30, of Cambridge, Ohio, and Corporal Jacob Moore, 24, of Catalystburg, Kentucky. The Marines were in Norway as part of a large biannual NATO exercise called Cold Response. And the Marine Corps is investigating the cause of the crash. And if you don't know, Ospreys, the aircraft, are no strangers to crashes. Three Marines were killed in 2017 when their Osprey crashed off Queensland, Australia. And in 2015, one Marine was killed and 21 were injured when a Marine Osprey caught fire after a hard landing in Hawaii. And now, in Norway, four U.S. Marines have been lost. It's a tragic reminder of how dangerous serving in the military is, and not just in direct combat. As always, if you want to do something to help or are personally impacted by the loss of these Marines, check out our friends at TAPS the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. But this crash is a tragic reminder that even by extension, the war in Ukraine is our war. And it's also a reminder that our next war might be in the Arctic. Ask yourself if you've ever even considered it. But the war for territory and resources is real. And especially after Russia's increased isolation after Ukraine, The Arctic is more valuable to them than ever before. And the war with Russia for the world may not end in Ukraine. And the costs of war are not only limited to Ukraine. It's gotten so much bigger than just Ukraine. And everyone's using the hashtag, stand with Ukraine. And that's great. But it's not just a time for us to stand and watch Ukrainians be brave. It's a time for Americans to be brave, too. And Americans across this nation and around the world, independent Americans are taking action. We spoke last episode to Matt Gallagher, an American veteran and renowned author who just finished training civilians to fight Russians in Lviv. And in this episode, we'll talk to another American veteran who has courageously turned his righteous anger into positive impact. Another veteran who's answered the call again and is right now on the ground in Kiev, As the bombs drop, as the shells fall, as children starve, as many run out, some are running in. They're the true helpers. They're the true heroes. And in just a few minutes, you'll hear from another one. He's my old friend, one of my former colleagues, and a true personal hero. Ah, uh, this is war Nguyen no, weapons, with no stepping, murder with no killing has an amazing life journey and an amazing American success story as a young boy he fled Vietnam and lived in a refugee camp for over a year he and his family found refuge in America and Quan would grow up and go on to serve in the Marine Corps as an infantryman, combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. And after returning home from combat, he built his own small business and worked in technology for two decades, and he continued his life of service. He supported his fellow veterans as a deputy director for the Western Region for Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, IAVA, the organization that I used to be the CEO of. He also worked with Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association and with other nonprofits. And years ago, when IVA kicked off our groundbreaking national tour to combat suicide with the legendary rock band, Lincoln Park, it was Kwan that led the way for us. For an entire national tour with Mike Shinoda and the late Chester Bennington and the band in dozens of cities, Kwan worked with the crew to promote awareness host veterans, share mental health resources, and save lives. Kwan Nguyen is a leader of action and a true helper. And when the war in Ukraine started, the American combat veteran left his family in Utah and went to Ukraine to do what he could. He's put down his rifle, he's risking his life, and he's now helping children who are refugees from war like he once was himself. He's founded a new nonprofit, and he's transporting refugees to safety and delivering supplies to safe houses across Ukraine. Kwan's an old friend and a colleague of mine, and a guy I respect so much. And he joined us for a session that we just recorded from inside Kiev. As the city continues to await a Russian assault, Kwan spoke to us as artillery rounds fired off behind him and air raid sirens and the threat of missile attacks swirled all around. It's a brave, riveting, inspiring conversation that's not like anything else you're going to hear in the American media. It's the kind of ground truth you can expect from independent Americans and righteous media. Back in 2014, I met Lincoln Park's visionary MC, Mike Shinoda in Los Angeles. And if you're a longtime listener of this show, you remember when Mike Shinoda joined us here on episode 68 in July of 2020. When I met Mike in LA, it was through one of his bodyguards an old friend of mine named george who had been a british special forces soldier george hooked up the intro and mike and i met outside one of his recording studios and we talked about war we talked about loss we talked about music and we talked about struggle and we talked about vets and a few months later we launched a campaign together and dropped the video for this song The song's called Wastelands, and the special video we did featured photographs submitted from IAVA member veterans all across the country. And Lincoln Park partnered with IAVA for something we called the Convoy to Combat Suicide. It was a national tour to raise awareness around the issue of veteran suicide and to issue a call to action to the American public to stand and help us lower the unacceptable suicide rate among a new generation of veterans. And Quan led that tour for IAVA. And for Lincoln Park, alongside Mike Shinoda and Rob Borden, Brad Delson, Joe Hahn, and the legendary Chester Bennington, who we lost on July 20th, 2017, to suicide. We lost Chester, but his spirit lives on. It lives on in the music. It lives on in the fans around the world. It lives on in the fans that live in Ukraine. And it lives on in Kwan Nguyen. It's a spirit that carries fans of Linkin Park's music all around the world now still. And it carries Kwan now still too. Kwan has never had an easy life. He was dealt a hard hand from birth. And it didn't break him. It hardened him. And for the rest of his life, he chose the hard path, an important path, a path of leadership. And 18 years to the month of the start of the Iraq War, Kwan is on the front lines again, this time in Ukraine. Easy is over. It's the line from the Russian chess master, Gary Kasparov, that I've been repeating since the war began because it's the truth. And for Kwan Wen, easy was over the day he was born. And it's prepared him for this moment and an opportunity to make it a bit easier for others. Others who are in the same place now. That he was in 40 years ago. An unknown number of American veterans and civilians have heard the call and boldly volunteered to join the good fight in Ukraine. And they know that there are only hard choices left now. And we've covered it on this show since the war began. Wartime is here, not just for Ukraine, but for everybody who cares about freedom, liberty, and humanity. And now, More than any other time in our lifetime, now is a time for us to all stay vigilant. And it's a time for us to support the fight in whatever way we can, and to tell the stories of the fighters and the helpers who are answering the call. So we're going to continue to focus on it on this show until further notice. So here on Independent Americans, I will continue to bring you special Ukraine war reports. We'll keep bringing our unique focus on national security, military operations, foreign policy, activism, humanitarian work, all of it, to bring you more independent content to help you meet this moment, stay ahead of the curve, and stay vigilant. And we'll bring you inspiration. We'll continue to dig deeper, to add light, to contrast, to heat, demand accountability, challenge the groupthink, and work harder to keep you ahead of the curve. We're not just talking about what's happening. We're talking about what's next. We adapt, improvise, and overcome and find ways to take action and talk to people who are deep in the action. In the of today, where left to lose, and At the end of the video for Linkin Park's song, Castle of Glass, it's a video that powerfully shows the fate of an American service member who dies in combat and leaves a family behind. At the end of that video, there's a quote by Winston Churchill that says, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. This is a time when those words are more important than any other time in recent memory. And those are words for each of us to consider every day as we watch the horror of Ukraine unfold. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. And they're the words that Kwan Nguyen has been living by his entire life. And as you'll hear in this podcast, they're the words keeping him warm on the ground in Kiev, Ukraine right now. Welcome to another critical injection of the ground truth. Welcome to a visit inside the battlegrounds of Ukraine. Welcome to Kyiv, March 2022. Welcome to a conversation with a true helper. Welcome to an episode about freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. And most of all, hope. Welcome to another Ukraine war report. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode 162. In the Ladies and gentlemen, independent Americans around the country, around the world, inside Ukraine, inside Russia, anywhere you can hear my voice. The war rages on inside Ukraine. The world is focused and this show is focused. And I'm going to continue to try to bring you authentic, real, powerful, important leaders from all angles of this conflict that will define our generation and much more uh and the man joining us now is an old friend of mine a personal hero a former colleague a guy who represents the best of what this country is all about and i'm very happy that we're able to make this happen uh given the circumstances that we'll talk more about in a second but live from kiev recorded from kiev is my good friend the great and powerful kwan win how are you my
0: friend i'm doing well thanks paul for having me on the show So we go way
1: back, man. We go way back. We've been colleagues for, I don't know, over a decade. You worked. We worked together at IAVA. We'll get more into that. You were the lead for us on a suicide campaign. You were the lead for us on a tour with Linkin Park. Um, (laughs) Yes. Right? Um, But but right now – you're in Kyiv, and it's an honor to talk to you. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. We're on Zoom. You may have to drop off if there's an air raid or something else. Right. Um, but let me just start by thanking you for being here and asking you the same question I ask everybody, but has a lot more power when I ask you right now. Where are you, and how are you?
0: Yep, I am in uh, Kyiv, Ukraine. I am doing well. I uh, Physically, I'm a little bit tired. Mentally, I, I love it. I'm charged. Because uh, I, I just feel that what I'm doing is therapeutic instead of breaking stuff, blowing stuff up, I get to rebuild stuff. Um, and I, I didn't realize how therapeutic it was until you know until I've been doing it. So yeah, I feel great, Paul. Uh,
1: just because I want to pull this apart in a lot of different ways. Have you ever Mm -hmm. felt like this before? I mean, we've talked with Matt Gallagher and others. Yeah, uh, This feels like the fight of our time Uh and maybe even more pure in its focus than what we experienced in Iraq and Afghanistan. You did tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. You were a Marine infantry soldier. Mm -hmm. Does, Does this feel different, even more just than anything you've been a part of?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And I would have to say, yes, I was thinking about what we were doing with um lincoln park it felt amazing back then we were helping our community and i think this one i think yeah you know i could change my mind but right now it feels even better because i don't know these people it's complete strangers um uh, so i think that's what makes it feel a lot better And, and i hope when i say that i don't or people don't think that i'm disparaging our veterans community uh, that's not it it's just uh, it's it's a different feeling and I'm trying to explain it and I don't know if I can do it justice or not
1: I, I think you definitely can let's let's walk it back Juan you know you were where were you living before you got to mm-hmm. Kiev? and ex- explain to folks um how this happened you know how did you yeah. go from from your home to <laughs> Kiev in a matter of weeks take us through that journey if you can
0: please. Yes, uh, so I've been living in um, a suburb of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah for about the past seven or eight years and um, leading up to Russia invading Ukraine, a good friend of mine uh, I'd served with, uh, he is an expat living in Ukraine. He's been living in Ukraine since 2008 and uh, know him very well, uh, former special forces guy use his GI Bill to uh, go and be an executive chef. Uh, He's owned uh, a few restaurants (laughs) all over the world and uh, just really nice guy. He's i I've never heard him yell. That's the type of guy that he is. And as, as, as much as I think I'm a decent person, I, uh, I yell, unfortunately Uh, I lose my temper. And uh, so knowing him throughout these years and knowing his demeanor talking to him leading up. And then during the invasion, uh, after Russia invaded, um, I could feel that, uh, he was definitely getting beat up. He was doing it by himself. So what he was doing was he used to live live in Q and then he moved to Lviv October last year and it was pure spidey senses. Uh, he felt there was a shift going on and he figured, you know what, I'm going to move to Lviv and not only that, but, uh, um it's it's a beautiful town my gosh i absolutely love it and um so he started having friends from kiev who wanted to gather the country stay at his house so it just started out as friends and family and uh then it just turned uh into complete strangers uh new people by word of mouth and uh so every time i'm talking to him i've got him on speakerphone and my wife is hearing all the conversations and one day i basically looked at her and i guess i must have had some kind of puppy eyes because she said i, I know what you want to do go ahead and i can't believe that uh she is actually letting me do this because there, there are times when i think about this and i'm thinking wait a second what person in their right mind is gonna let their husband go overseas uh i don't have a weapon uh, except my mind my stuff uh, sweet smarts uh, my wits and uh help complete strangers but uh yeah um amy is an amazing person uh so that's what i'm doing here
1: so so take me through that you got a buddy who's on the ground in ukraine your wife gives mm-hmm. you the okay um you're not there formally through um you know the diplomatic nope. channels which is nope. how it sounds like a lot of folks First responders, yes. if you will, right. This is kind of right. the digital Dunkirk that we saw in Afghanistan. This network of, of vets, especially, <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, right. Yeah. That many Amazing. of them. I, I th-
1: this is. I think it's important. Many of them are on the humanitarian front. We know that. Yep. We know groups like Team Rubicon, mm-hmm. but we also know there's yes. a there's a servant spirit in our community. So, how did you logistically? You get on a plane in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and then take us right. through how long that takes, yeah. and how you eventually got to to keep.
0: Right. So there there was a lot of planning. I didn't just pick up my bags and go. I knew that uh, I, I asked Rob what they needed. So obviously, during the first days, it was medical supplies, uh, IFACs. So I started a um, nonprofit, uh, 501c3. I put it out there asking for donations, uh, obviously put my own money into it grabbed a bunch of uh, medical supplies and anything I can think of. And, um, but I, you know, we we talked about a lot of different things prior to, and the big question was, why am I going there? Am I going to provide any impact or am I taking up space? Uh, Because there's a lot of do-gooders, but if I am just jamming up the logistics um, when important people Uh, For example, I think medics uh, who are coming over here are definitely more important than me. Uh, So there was a little bit of back and forth. And uh, obviously there was an option for me to just go to the border. um, And at some point we realized that, okay, I've got some skills um, from my background that I can definitely make an impact. So I took a flight to um, um, Krakow. And then from Krakow, uh, took the bus to, uh, Chemexil. Uh, and then from then on, I basically, I didn't have a way in. I just asked around and uh, got onto this bus. And even the way leading up to it at one point, I think I was texting my friends, like, this feels like part of taken, uh, this guy's asking me to come into his warehouse. <laughs> I'm the only one here. <laughs> so here's my location. And if you don't hear it from me, uh, you know, my last location <laughs> and got onto the bus and, uh, they drove, uh, across. So the bus that I got onto, they were ferrying Ukrainian refugees into Poland and then they would turn around and go back. And so I basically got on that bus. I paid them a couple hundred bucks, uh, to do it. It was legitimate. I got my papers checked, everything stamped, whatnot. Um, and then I come in the middle of the night, uh, in, uh, Lviv and, uh, find my, uh, buddy's apartment. And, uh, we go from there.
1: Wow. Now I want to go deeper into what you guys are doing there, but I want to go back to mm-hmm. the why, because I asked Matt Gallagher, this yep. question in the last episode is really powerful. And, and I think some folks understand it. Some folks don't, you know, yep. I feel a pull. I think a lot of us who've been in the service and mm-hmm. the humanitarian space feel, feel a pull, but, but, but Quan for you, why are you there and why did you go?
0: Yeah, I think there's a deeper, level for me. Um, I think you know that uh, I was born in uh, Vietnam in Saigon in 72. I saw the fall of Saigon. I remember getting shelled, uh, getting rocketed, tanks rolling through the streets. Uh, I remember escaping Vietnam, at least trying twice. Uh, First time we didn't succeed and uh, our boat was stranded out there we were my dad was put in a re-education camp Uh, eventually we did succeed but we were in refugee camps for a while almost a year and i remember how horrible the the conditions were rats running around um and i remember how kind the people were at this one refugee camp it was like in the middle of a park but it was surrounded uh i guess like a moat but it was more like uh, the way that they uh distribute water and i remember the residents would drive, uh, ride their bicycles by and throw over food. And I just, uh, yeah, so for me, uh, I've always had empathy for refugees. Um, This one is a no brainer for me. What happened in Afghanistan with our interpreters um, and our friends, I I donated like um, anybody, but uh, I did have an opportunity to go. I was asked by some people Uh, Because I I do know um, that area well, but I didn't. Uh, So I felt guilty. So I think that's the why is, you know, the sense, uh, the the pull of what we do. But being a refugee, I I, I can only imagine. Um, So talking to these people, it almost makes me think of the journey um, that my family and I went through, except that we were living in a uh, communist country. So going from one city to the next, you actually had to split up the family uh, because back then they worried about the brain drain. Um, After a while, they didn't care, just like Cuba, right? And uh, so from going from one city to the next, you had to check into the police station. So if you were there as a family, they could figure out like, yeah, you're trying to escape, but if you uh, split the family unit up, uh, which is what we did, uh, we, all we had was whatever bag that we had, uh, so it brings memories back, um, which is interesting because I may not remember what I had for dinner two nights ago, but there are certain parts in my in my childhood that just are seared for whatever mm. reason. So that's the why.
1: Mm. Thank you for for sharing that. I think it's so important. I was going to ask you about this amazing journey you've had, Kwan, where you've been you know a refugee yourself, and now you're you're helping another generation of refugees
0: full circle
1: you've been you know you've been on the front lines of of many fights um and in the marine corps you were an infantry guy right so you know what it's like to kick in doors you know what it's like to carry a weapon you know what it's like to fire um weapons right and be fired Mm -hmm. at um can you talk about why you chose to do what you're doing now as a humanitarian some vets mm-hmm. are picking up guns and and going in yeah. and you know looking for that part of the fight. You're you're doing something that is really humble and I think important. Wow. But can you talk about why you made the choice to to go there as a humanitarian and not as a soldier?
0: Yes, I think uh, if I weren't married, if. I was younger. As you know, I'm about to pick up my AARP card here uh, pretty soon. Uh, uh, (laughs) You don't look like it,
1: man. You don't look like it. (laughs) I'm drinking what you're drinking. (laughs) You know that. We've talked about this before. You look a lot younger than you are. (laughs)
0: Oh, it's uh, I think that sense of excitement never goes away. Having said that, I did um, practice what I preach coming back and through my work with uh, uh, your organization, IAVA, which is get therapy, talk about it. And in talking it through, you're able to work some things out. So for the adrenaline part, uh, I ride my motorcycle, I skydive, so it it, it takes care of that. Um, But I did think about should I, Join the uh, the legion, or should I do this? And at the the end of the day, I I, I have a family, I've picked up a weapon, uh, I've been there. Although, I think if I did pick up a weapon, you know, the justification is there, it's righteous. But what I can offer is why not utilize that part of it? Um, and that's what I thought, and I, I even you know, we we talked this through, uh, my wife and even with my friend, which is okay, sure, you come over here. Yeah, I'm always looking at things like a chess game, gotta be a couple steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna ask about my background, and then um I'm sure there's gonna be somebody that may ask, uh, hey, well, if that's the case, why don't you uh pick up a weapon for us, uh, etc.? Uh and actually I have and I've turned it down because it what I'm doing. And the feeling that I get from it validates what I thought I was here to do, which is repair stuff, not mm. you know take another life. Um, I, I'll defend myself and my loved ones here, and my friends. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, I not carrying a not carrying a weapon. Um, all I'm doing is trying to do what I can um, on the humanitarian side.
1: Mm blessed be the peacemakers man you know it's come full circle and now you're over there now a huge part of our work together was mental health i mean you were ahead Mm -hmm. of the curve in helping us explain the importance of mental health and mental health injury we did a huge campaign with lincoln park and for folks who don't know you were the lead guy You were like the head of our crew on I don't know how many dozens of cities where we'd have veterans come out. They'd be on stage. They would do meet and greets with Chester and Mike and the whole crew. And then we tragically lost Chester to suicide. And I bring this up because uh, you and I know that when the war ends, you know, the pain really begins. And the part of this that I don't think Americans fully understand, unless they've been in combat or around combat, is the mental health toll. So knowing what you know. Mm -hmm. And being where you've been, can you talk about the mental health environment that you're in right now in mm-hmm. Kiev, and in particular for the kids? I don't think we're talking about this enough because the human cost yep. is going to be tremendous. But can you put us in the, your shoes over yeah. there and give us a sense of what that, that environment is like?
0: Yeah. So part of what we do is all grassroots. Uh, it's through word of mouth. And we talk to a lot of people. and. There have been some people that have said um, that, you know, there are students that say, geez, instead of worrying about my exam, I have to worry about, am I gonna make it tomorrow? Um, and then I've got the parents who are saying, I have to leave my husband behind. Um, I have to leave my parents behind. And then today was a perfect example, bought some groceries for some family and uh, the woman, You know talked about her daughter um in the beginning they would go down to the bomb shelter but after a while the the kids just could not handle that so they just stay in their apartment and they took a gamble Uh, so that's the kind of mental environment that they're going through and uh there isn't a way for these folks to get it uh, having said that, I have been contacted uh, by some folks who do um, um telemedicine and uh hopefully I can look into that but uh supposedly it's uh it's available to uh uh to any of the refugees but yeah I think that's that's a huge part um you know you and I are used to it the the shelling uh <laughs> Um, uh, when, when we have air raid sirens, everybody's running, I just kind of lackadaisically, uh, gaggle and find someplace. And then when something is, uh, you know, I, I can differentiate between, uh, outgoing versus incoming and people mm-hmm. ask me how I know that, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I can tell how far it is and I, I get that. Well, it sounds a lot closer. Well, let me explain acoustics and why that is the case. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, they, this is their first experience in 2021 which is crazy um so yeah i um uh, that that is that's the mental environment it, it's mm. it, it, yeah
1: i think it's so it's so important that you've been telling these stories too and i think americans uh, you know can understand and and empathize but When they hear it through american eyes it just it it, it's almost like a translation and i think having you and matt and others on the ground there is important having your voices out in the media is even more important because you're humanizing it you know this is a a a really it's funny the things you remember about combat right and a couple of weeks ago we had a big ice storm up where i live and everybody had generators going
0: and my kids could hear the generators
1: (laughs) and and i said to my boys i said guys I remember hearing a generators for a year because nobody in Iraq had power and generators right. were everywhere. And I just got used to that sound. And it took me down a path yep. of explaining to them mm. that the, just the kind of grating sound wow. of generators that you almost forgot about. Um, yes. Can you talk about, you know, you you are, you know, a well-trained, highly trained, multiple combat tour Marine. Um Part of what I think is, is is helpful in times like this is that hope and connection. There is a connection mm-hmm. among that community that's like nothing we've yeah. ever seen. There's a spirit, right? A fight that I've never seen and you're on the ground with. But can you talk about the the fighting spirit and what you're seeing on the ground there that the news may not oh, yeah. be, be showing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I I don't know if you can capture that because it's not just soldiers. It's students who – uh, you know they they don't want to give up um and they're going to stay here they're not going to leave the country and if they need to pick up a weapon they will uh, definitely when you talk to the soldiers you you've got your Regular infantry, then you also have your territorial defense. And then you also have another layer behind that, basically the last line of defense, which they call the volunteer territorial defense. And it just sounds like what it is it's lawyers, uh, doctors, professors who are willing to pick up a weapon and they're being trained um, by uh, the local uh, military folks. But they, and I've had a yeah, I can hear uh, <laughs> rolling thunder there in the background. That's probably outside the city. But uh,
1: hold on, Quan, can you tell us what you're hearing? Because folks can't hear. Tell, explain what you're yeah, hearing now.
0: Yeah, I believe that was outgoing artillery, uh, but it's definitely uh, way out of the city. Um, so you hear that every now and then, and I'm high up enough where I can uh, I can definitely hear it. Hmm. Um, so I've had a chance to watch them train and it's absolutely amazing i saw a group after only two weeks move communicate like i would expect first year infantry um and when you listen to them and they it, it's amazing they're debriefing uh it just blows my mind um and so yeah that's You know Mm. that's the that's the spirit of the uh uh, the local the local population
1: kwan you're yeah for folks that are are listening you should definitely watch the video because you can see kwan's backdrop is what looks like a couple of apartment buildings behind you Mm -hmm. and i can't look at that and not imagine other cities in ukraine that have been annihilated Right, oh gosh, Buildings like yeah. that being shelled. You were on Fox News a couple of days ago, yep. and you were in a bunker or near a bunker. You had an air raid go off before <laughs> or during it. I did. Can, can you talk about what your day to day has been like? You know, where where yeah. exactly are you right now? It looks like you're in mm-hmm. an apartment building, but I know you're yep. going in and out of bomb shelters. You're going in mm-hmm. and out of homes, and talk about what you're doing with this new nonprofit that you've created.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, like I was saying on that interview. Day to day is. Uh, it's mundane. <laughs> I'm I'm grocery shopping. Uh I yeah, there it is, uh rolling thunder again. Um I am cleaning up. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's uh I, I think of it as like yeah, I can smell to the um the burning. Um I'm assuming there's a fire going on somewhere. But yeah, I can smell that. And it's uh, so you're looking it, over it kinda, your
1: shoulder out the window. You yep. got a, you're looking. Do you know which direction you're looking? Is it west or east? Or you're looking out yep. to the edge of the city, basically. It looks like over
0: yep. your shoulder. So, when yeah, you to say the rolling, north of the city. Yeah.
1: So, when you say rolling thunder, you're hearing artillery cannons yep. firing out. Yep. And exactly. are you hearing much incoming too, or seeing any enemy aircraft or anything in your viewpoint? Or is that beyond the horizon where you can see? So, yeah,
0: not not today, but definitely yesterday. uh, We I think that was the closest explosion to the point where I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put on my uh, my plate carrier and actually go down down to the uh, to the bunker Uh, that, you know, because uh, most of the time for me. And again, uh, maybe I uh, shouldn't be saying this because my wife will will probably scream at me, but it's like, "Eh, okay, here's another one it's somewhere nearby i'll just make sure that i get away from the windows and that's about it but yeah the uh, the other day was uh, was a close one uh, yeah
1: but there's your experience is so valuable and and in so many ways you know if you're in a bomb shelter with a bunch of civilians and they do or mm-hmm. don't know who you are yeah. you're in, in some ways you're so much more valuable right than yes, if you're I mean. on the front line with a bunch of grunts i mean you're a refugee yeah. who's been a marine who could be in a bunker with kids and you might be yes. the only trained fighter in that in yep. that whole bunker. And your humility is is so amazing, dude, because I've known you for a long time. You're always the guy who's willing to do the grunt work, doing what, what needs to be done. You did that for years when we worked together. So many times you do whatever it took to get the job done and to support the mission. And so now when you say, you know, you're cleaning up your grocery shopping, like that's what needs to get done, right? Especially yeah, from folks that exactly. are trapped there. And this nonprofit right. you set up, can you explain the name of it? It's called yep. Task Force 824, right? And it's taskforce 24org Can you explain why yes. you named it that and what you
0: guys are doing? Yeah, so uh, basically we kind of took, a, I guess, a page out of uh, Task Force Pineapple. 824 uh, refers to the day of independence for our Ukraine, 1991, from the Soviet Union. And I thought that was, it, it, it sh- thinking about the name of the organization um did i want to make it like a an organ the name that would be used for anything And i said no i want to make sure that it is very specific to this situation and also it honors their independence because if you think about it they 1994 they agreed to turn all their their nuclear weapons to russia and the irony now is, they, you know, R- Russians were supposed to, from my understanding, please correct me, um, to provide protection. Uh, so it's uh, so that's why I named it uh, Task Force uh, 824 for that specific reason.
1: Mm. Um, Kwan, there's a lot of talk in the U.S. right now about whether or not we can do more. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a call for a no fly zone there's a you know uh, yeah. Zelensky, I don't know if you see Zelensky's addresses every day or the people yep. see them where I you do. are people oh, see I them do, yeah. yeah and yep. so you know he's been calling out to the world to do more they've got stingers they've got javelins he wants a no fly zone he wants more yeah. you know you've you've represented veterans at the highest levels of government i think you've been to the white house with us or definitely in congress on the hill yeah. right we met with the first lady and other people mm-hmm. over the years if you had Joe Biden's ear, um, what would you tell Ooh. him?
0: Yeah, I would say we should do everything that we can to stop this war. Having said that, I'm, I'm I'm pragmatic. I know that there's we don't there's a chance that whatever we do could cause who knows what the um, state of mind Putin's in, um, but. I think about at least the refugee corridors, we should find a way to protect that because there's no, there is no reason I, I, yeah, there's, I understand that one man's uh, terrorist is another man's uh, freedom fighter, but there's no way in heck that you can explain to me or rationalize why you would not let civilians leave, why you would fire on civilians. I'm sorry, I, as as open-minded as I can. So in answer to your question, Uh, Yeah, whatever, if President Biden was in front of me and I was asked what we could do, I would say do anything. And it's interesting because no matter where I go, um, in the Middle East, here, America is looked at as this the conscience for the world. And the fact that we can't do anything is sad it's embarrassing so and, you know i, I don't want to get into politics because that's not what i'm about and i i want to focus on the humanitarian side but yeah there's uh there's got to be a way we can protect civilians um so thank you for that i think you know
1: there's a power that I think Biden is underestimating something, and this is me speaking. I, you know, I think mm-hmm. there are people who are in America who are willing to die for this, who are willing to yeah. shed their blood for this, who consider it sure. a righteous cause. We we called this company yeah. Righteous Media a long time ago, and now it's kind of come full circle. But Matt mm-hmm. Gallagher was willing to die for this. You're there right yeah. now. I mean, you were willing to die yeah. for this cause. I think, I think yeah. it's a gut check moment for America where – you know more engagement doesn't have to result in a nuke strike mm-hmm. by putin but there right. is a feeling <clears> that <throat> we we are willing to fight and die for this because it's yep. about so much more than ukraine do you feel that same thing i mean you're there right now i mean it, yeah, I, know, I have an injury. i do. it's assumed but you're willing to die yep. for this cause
0: yeah I, it's just like i said in my interview and anybody any veteran and the veterans who have reached out to me i i slow them down because i I understand the excitement of it all, wanting to be, but I say you, you got to think about this. Uh, you got to think worst case scenario. You can be captured, and if you're captured, you could be used as propaganda, or you could just literally die. I mean, look at that. Um, like as I was waiting for that interview on Fox, uh, they talked about a bomb shelter that took a direct hit and killed all the uh, the kids. You know, so no matter where you are. If it's your time, it's your time. So yeah, it's, uh, I, am not looking to die. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I have plenty of, uh, uh ski uh, runs to do, uh, airplanes to jump out of more cycle rides to go on, you name it. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it is, uh, it's just, I can't explain why I would be willing to do that when I've got family, kids. I I try. Um, it's just that there. Sometimes it's it's something that's greater than you, and you know. They, at one point, we were talking. I know this may sound crazy, but uh, at one point, there was talk of okay, well, maybe if uh, we do get captured, that's fine. I mean, what's the worst they're going to do? Slap us around? Uh, you know, most of us have been to Sears School, and we're going to be used as political pawns. Great, at least that way this was before our the government's uh, the United States government's involvement or a little bit more involvement. We were thinking, yeah, maybe that'll shine the light on the situation, but uh, I think I'm glad that we walked away from that mm. one uh, thinking how stupid that was. Uh, so but I mean it's, it, it, it is a possibility. you never know there's sympathizers running around. Um, uh, they've caught a few here in Kiev uh, throughout. Um, so you know it's uh, it's a risk that we take mm.
1: and I think I you're being so candid, man. I'm so grateful for that because you know, when you've been in combat, when you've been in conflict, whether it's as a civilian or a soldier, you know, you have these kinds of conversations, right? You have conversations about what if this yep. happens? Yep. What would yep. we do if this happens? And for you,, yep. it's a reality, right? so yep. it's 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 actually scenario planning. Yep. It's not just imagination, fantasy. You're there. Yep. You have to think yep. through multiple scenarios. So let me ask you, yep. um, what, what do the people need there now? What do you need? What folks, mm-hmm. folks who are listening that want to help, what can they yeah. do to help you and the people you're
0: serving? What the people need is normal, everyday things. You can think about medication, baby food, baby supply, diapers, feminine products, anything that you can think of a family that goes through and needs um, like today, I think I posted that picture, uh, flower, uh, some diapers, uh, socks, um, anything. Uh, but I would say medical supplies, medication. Um, we're trying to reach out to the pharmaceuticals and hoping that um, they'll work something out. Um, Trying to think what else. Uh, and Kwan, one thing they, you said. So in a, what i
1: One thing you said in an earlier okay. interview, and, and we got a little bit of a chop there. Which, mm-hmm. if there was ever an interview where you would understand technical difficulties, this is going to be one of them, right? Um, yeah. But you, you said something <laughs> that, and I know, remember this from IAVA, right? When we were working, we'd say, "Oh, you know, vets need." you know, uh, yep. housing, right? Then somebody would send a bunch of shingles right. and it's like, I can't yep. do anything with shingles, right? In the same way, you can't do anything with like a, a jar of baby food, right? Somebody Amazoning right. you a jar of baby, but what you guys yes, need is yes. money, right? You're on the ground, it, you need money, yep. right? The old saying, like yep. send lawyers, guns and money. Like you need yes. you need money and folks yep. can donate at, at mm-hmm. TFA24, TFA24, right? tfa org,
0: A24.org. And yeah. that gives you yeah. money you're, you're, to be able to put right. it
1: into play in the field yep. out there. Right, don't bother, yep. you know, sending exactly. Quan a bunch of fucking Amazon boxes right now because that's not <laughs> what he needs, right? Yeah. Quan, Quan needs cash so he could go out and yeah. get what he needs, and 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 also we got to empower leaders like you that are on the ground that are doing the the things that our government can't do, won't do, right. you know, might not have the dexterity to do. Um, Quan, let me ask you, you know, I hope you'll stick around for a couple more minutes oh, for yeah. our Patreon members that have helped us keep this machine going. We'll ask you some more fun questions to give you a laugh and also help folks on our Patreon community get to know you a little better. Cause yeah. you're an incredible leader. I've known you for a long time. You're a man of honor. You're I, I love the shit out of you, man. You know, that I hope, you know, Thank after you. Yep. all we've been and through
0: vice versa. Yeah.
1: Um, how long are you going to stay, man? How long are you going to stay? And what, what happens next? <laughs> what happens next?
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't stay here forever. Um, I know that at some point I've got to go back um, and I think when I do go back, I can be a voice again, shine the light on here and possibly return. What I'm trying to do is set up a network that empowers the local people um, so that when I'm not here, and that's why uh, we went into Kyiv was to try to figure out, okay, Who are some of the volunteers? And there's plenty of people here, locals. Uh, That's basically what we want to do. But uh, that's basically the long-term goal is to um, have these different areas, uh, geographical areas where we can coordinate. Because uh, originally when this thing started, it was all out of the Bee, which is fine. But I think sometimes you need to be boots on the ground and find out what's going on. And going back to what you're saying about the money, yeah um we we've thought about we've done the math on all the things that we could get shipped here it doesn't make sense so i basically turned around and asked people for money because what i can do is go uh and put that money back into the community um uh, mm-hmm. whether i'm you know grabbing bread from a bread maker uh, and, and today was a perfect example i had to uh, i knew that uh some, uh, some families needed groceries. So I went to the ATM, pulled it out. And luckily I was able to, uh, to get the local currency and it was perfect. Um, mm. but you're right, uh, empower the people who are on the ground to make those decisions. And I think about when in back in the States with, um, the nonprofits that I'm involved with, uh, um, and one of them is, uh, CVMA it's combat veterans motorcycle association. I love the fact that We've had people come through Utah and they've reached out to the other VSOs. um, I won't say which ones. And the response these veterans in need get are, well, I've got to fill out this paperwork. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a few days, but they don't have a few days. They're trying to uh, cross the country to do something, to get work, to interview. So we're able to, at our level, give them money or... Mm -hmm out of pocket and then get refunded um so i think you're absolutely right trust the people on the ground uh, on the front line especially
1: experienced thoughtful planners um and people who are you know you've been all around the world you've been through a lot of shit. you know you're the guy that if my family was back in you know Kiev and i was on the front line i'd want you in the bunker with my with my kids and my family and my parents you know um Quan, you know the the attack, a full attack, a broader attack on Kyiv could come any minute now, any day yep. now, right? They're, they've been able to hold them off so far, mm-hmm. but it feels like that 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 great fight is imminent. Um, yeah, we are of course rooting and trying to support Ukraine. Yes, in, in their in their win, which is now I think more realistic than people most people imagined. There's going to come a point where you can't leave that city. Are you going to stay? And, and uh, if that comes in the next 24, 48 hours, are you going to stay and fight, or and do what you can, or what are you going to do, man?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's something that I a scenario that I play through. Um, technically, I should be leaving uh, so I can get back to my family. Um, so uh, hopefully, my my wife catches that part. But uh, I I I don't know. Uh, honestly, I've thought about that day in and day out. Um, but I do know this, that I have more of an impact getting the logistics out, helping people. And at the same time, worst case scenario, like I said, if uh, I am quote unquote detained, um, it's going to shine a light. Here's an American citizen, passport holder, combat veteran. Um, They're going to spin the heck out of uh, who I am. And I think you know where that's going, but uh, man, at least I'll, the light will be still here. So if that's the case, uh, I, I would prefer not to, but uh, <laughs> worst case scenario, I'm, you know, it's, uh so that way I'm not disappointed. I'm not freaking out if all avenues of escape are cut off. Then it's like, oh, okay. All right, here's, next phase of the operation. All
1: right. (laughs) There's the old saying, I think somebody said to me, you know, I'm perfectly willing to die for my country, but I'd much rather have my enemy die for his. Right. And, and, um, you are a light man. And I just want to give you the the mic for one last piece here, anything you want to share, anything you feel like you haven't been able to say, you know, in in the other, you know, you haven't done much media yet, but this is a place where we don't have Viagra
0: commercials, you know, anything
1: that you want to say (laughs) that you want to make sure folks hear before before we wrap this up.
0: Yeah, don't forget about uh, Ukraine. Don't forget about these people because they're doing what we would do if our homeland was uh, was attacked. Um, Yeah, just don't forget about them. Um, Don't let our leaders forget about them. Mm. I think that's that's the important part. Um, Yeah. That's it. Don't forget about these people.
1: Guan, you are a light. You are um everything that's great about America and about the West. Thank you. And your personal journey is 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 the fucking stuff of movies, man. Um, you're you're a real inspiration, a hero to me and to my family and to anyone who's known you. Thank you. You've touched so many lives, you know, throughout your life. And and I know in many ways it's just getting started. So I am humbled. That you took this time to join us i am inspired by what you do i am grateful that that you're there um and just love the shit out of you man and and Thanks. sending you and your Appreciate team, and the people around you all the yep. support we can uh, i hope awesome. you'll stay in touch we'll keep folks updated oh, and as much support yep. as we can until then um when we get back we'll have a lincoln park con maybe there'll be a lincoln park concert in Kyiv. that would be pretty fucking oh awesome. there
0: you go yes i think uh, chester would uh approve of that definitely we appreciate you very
1: much my friend thank you for all you do and, and yep. stay vigilant stay safe thank you paul that's kwan nguyen there he is a true hero and if we pull off that lincoln park concert in Kyiv or maybe even before that, to support Ukraine, you are all invited. And you're all invited to support Quan and his team at Task Force 824. Check them out online. It's tf824.org. That's Tango, Foxtrot, and the number's 824.org. You can donate. You can spread the word. You can support Kwan and this fearless team on the ground right now. He represents the very best of what America is all about. And he's another true helper. Always look for the helpers.
0: There will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines, because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope.
1: In this moment of crisis, people are stepping up to help. And I have a quick update for you about a helper that we talked about recently on this show. In a deep dive on episode 60 with Jason Dempsey, we talked about my friend, brent runote the 50 year old filmmaker was tragically killed when russian soldiers opened fire on a car he was riding in he was in ukraine filming refugees fleeing the area i told you about his story and this week brent is finally home i spoke to his brother craig today brent's been flown back to his home in arkansas and he received a true hero's welcome as he should his body was escorted from Pulaski County Sheriff's Office in Little Rock by the Police Department and by the Combat Veterans Association. His services will be on Friday and Saturday. The visitation will be held between 5 and 7 p.m. on Friday, March 25th, at the Great Hall Gym at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. And the families asked, instead of flowers, that donations be made to the Brent Renault Journalism Foundation. Brent's family has now created the Brent Renaud Journalism Foundation to honor his legacy of storytelling through journalism. The foundation is a nonprofit with a mission of providing scholarships for aspiring journalists. So please support it and share. I'll link it in the show notes and you can find it at independentamericans.us. There's also legislation in the works. There are two members of Congress that have stepped up to formally honor journalists who've been injured or killed since Russia invaded Ukraine. Representative Sherry Bustos, a Democrat from Illinois, and Representative Ashley Hinson, a Republican from Iowa, are both former journalists. And they introduced legislation this week to honor journalists working in the region and to recognize those that have been killed. A number of journalists have been shot at, beaten, and jailed while covering the conflict and the protests. Russian forces are harassing, detaining, and killing journalists working in Ukraine. This new legislation will bring attention to their plight and will focus Congress on their courage. Congresswoman Busto said, An open and free press is one of the world's most effective weapons in the fight against tyranny. And the courageous journalists and media who have chosen and continue to choose freedom over their own safety deserve our deepest gratitude and respect. She's right, and I appreciate her leadership. I got a call from her today, and she updated me that the bill has over 90 co-sponsors. This is a nonpartisan bill, and everybody should support it. So check the link in the show notes, call your representative, and if they're not on board, ask them why the hell not. Brent Renaud was a true helper, and the world is now finally learning his story, and his family, true to form, is turning the pain of his loss into a way to help others. That's what I mean when I say look for the helpers. And on social media, check for the hashtag look for the helpers and share yours. I'll continue to share stories of helpers who are stepping up to meet this moment in Ukraine and beyond. So check us out. And when you're on social, you can, of course, play guest to guest every Wednesday. I will post a mysterious picture of the guest and you have to guess who it is this week. I posted a picture of Quan Nguyen with Sebastian Younger. An incredible guest we've had on this show before and another true American hero, another journalist who's been intrepid in his leadership on behalf of journalism and freedom and America. You can check out that episode with Sebastian Younger. It was a huge hit. It was episode 116 from May 27th of 2021. There's also video, of course, online. You can find it all at independentamericans.us. You can also see video of my conversation with Quan there. You can see what it's like inside Kyiv. And I'll also post a few videos from those concerts that Quan did with Linkin Park. You can see what Quan did and you can hear from Chester and from Mike and from the guys in Linkin Park. It was critically important and it will be important again now. Music is an escape. The video is a reminder and the messages are a rally cry. You can see that video and every single conversation we've had on this show at independentamericans.us. You can also get Independent Americans gear, you can spread the word, and you can support this show. You can also do that by joining our powerful Patreon community. Patrons, our Patreon community is the group of people that donate just a couple bucks or whatever they can to support this show. You are our most valuable, most dedicated, most important sponsors, and I thank all of you. Shout out to our newest members, especially to L.M. Freer, L.M., welcome to the Patreon community. You are now among the vigilant, the very vigilant, and the most vigilant. You will get a special extended conversation with Quan. I do ask him the car question. I ask him what he's looking forward to when he gets home, and you get a little bit more of an insight into what it's like to be on the ground in Kiev right now. Also, Patreon members, we're going to do a special Patreon members happy hour this Friday, March 25th at 8.30 Eastern. We haven't done one of these in a while, but join me on Zoom. Have a drink. Meet some new friends. It's going to be Patreon members only this time. I'll do a broader one soon, but it's another reason you should join our Patreon community. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you'll join us. We'll have some drinks. We'll tell some stories. We might have a special guest or two, but it's this Friday, March 25th at 830 Eastern please spread the word about everything we're doing and please support us and go to the apple podcast store and give us five stars we've gotten a lot of great feedback on our ukraine focus please continue to keep that feedback coming subscribe for free and share shut off the cable news crap and go deeper with us on independent americans righteous media will continue to bring you the five eyes in all of our podcasts and everything we do independence integrity information inspiration and impact It's possible thanks to the Righteous Media team, creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, and precise Paula Hernandez. And it's possible, of course, thanks to my wife and my two boys and my inspiring family. This weekend was my mom's birthday, her 75th birthday. So happy birthday to the woman who first taught me how to be a helper, my mom. She's still out there as a helper, 75 years old, and she still works as a nurse in a recovery center, helping people with addiction and trauma every day, giving back and helping others and continuing to inspire me and everyone she knows. She's a true helper. And her birthday was this weekend. Happy birthday, Ma. It was also the first day of spring. So the boys and I had a great night with her. We took her out for a special dinner. We had some treats. We had some singing. And... We just had a great night with my mom. And on the way home, the boys and I were driving. And when we drive home from my mother's house, we pass Stewart Army Airfield in upstate New York. And sometimes when we're passing Stewart, big Army planes fly overhead, blacked out. My kids know that if a plane's blacked out, it's probably military or police. And it happened just as we were talking about the Army and talking about Ukraine, and talking about my friends that were there. It's a tough conversation to have with a six-year-old and a three-year-old that was basically asleep. And at one point, my son said to me, Daddy, I don't want to go in the army. I want to be a construction worker. And I teared up and I was so proud of him. And I said, heck yeah, man, that's what we need. We need construction workers too. There are many ways to be helpers. And in Ukraine right now, they're going to need a lot of construction workers maybe one day my son will be a part of that crew that makes it happen. But spring is finally here. After the winter, there will always be spring. The geese are in the air, the flowers are blooming. It's been a long, hard winter and there are hard days ahead. But after every winter, there will always be spring in the United States, around the world, and especially inside Ukraine. America is still divided. We see that especially in Congress after a nauseating week of their antics. But we at Independent Americans of Righteous Media are working to change that. And you're a part of it, adding light to contrast to heat of the other political and news shows. And if you're among that 42 percent of Americans who are independent, this is your show, especially around this issue. It's hard to find an issue that rallies more independent Americans than Ukraine right now. It's not a time for partisan hacks or for extremists. And if you're a Republican or a Democrat and you're not a diehard partisan, this is your show. If you're a concerned American or a concerned global citizen who cares about the future of your country, this is your show. All are welcome, and we invite you to be a part of this solution and be a part of this movement. Be sure to check out all our Righteous Media podcasts, especially Firefighters with Rob Sarah and B Dorm. You can subscribe to them wherever you got this pod or at righteous.us. And I hope you'll keep sharing the hope because hope is the oxygen of democracy, and we need that oxygen right now more than ever here and worldwide, and especially on the ground in Ukraine right now. You might be a techno fan. You might not be a techno fan. But that's a song that is very popular in Ukraine right now. And it's called Russian Worship, Go Fuck Yourself. It's by Marcos Kalas and Beckard. And it's a techno song titled Russian Military Boat, Go Fuck Yourself. It's getting a lot of play in Ukraine. And Valerie Hopkins from The New York Times, the Moscow correspondent that's in Ukraine, tweeted about it. And she says it's getting play all over the place. I hear it every morning at breakfast. You may remember from a previous episode, Russian warship, Go Fuck Yourself, was the last communication made by a soldier named Roman Gribov who was on Snake Island on the 24th of February, 2022, when a Russian ship attacked the island. It's become a rally cry for Ukraine and for the world. And the phrase has now been commemorated on a postage stamp by the Ukrainian Postal Service. Gribov survived, and he has actually applied to trademark the slogan. So he continues to be brave and entrepreneurial. But this song and that rally cry is another example of the defiant spirit of Ukraine. The spirit that's also the true and founding spirit of America, and especially right now of independent Americans. It holds that energy that will keep this movement of independent Americans growing week by week by week. It's the same kind of energy that's fueling the fight in Ukraine. And that energy is contagious. So stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And that vigilance is thriving and spreading across Ukraine and around the world. Ukraine continues to inspire people and to show us all how to fight. And until it's over, we must support the fight and we must stay vigilant. And know you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant. And we're all in this together, especially now. All across America, all across Ukraine, and all around the world, we are all in this together. From the dehydrated children of Mariupol to Lincoln Park, From Salt Lake City to Kiev, Ukraine, from Kwan Nguyen to you. I'm your host, Paul Rykov. Thanks for listening. Down with Putin. Slava Ukraine. Russian warship. Go fuck yourself. And stay vigilant, America.
0: Powered Powered. by Righteous Media.